Right, okay, good afternoon. Um, welcome to another episode of the uh, County Road Bobblers Bobblecast. So we've actually got the uh, the trio back here again. The, uh, <laughs> Holy Trinity. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bobblers Holy Trinity. We're angry, we're fueled up and we're ready for this one, trust me. Um, so just a way of introduction, it's Witch. Lee Mitch. And Big Mitch. So the uh, as in why not so? <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've got a lot of sub- topics we want to get into today. We were, we left the game as you can tell. My voice is nearly gone. I was that angry yesterday. I was screaming and shouting and bawling. It's been hard to take, hasn't it, lads? Oh, it has. I've only just about calmed down. I'll be totally honest. But uh, I've never seen anything like it. It was it was a bad one yesterday. Well, it was a farce, wasn't it? Um, Three and a half minutes over decisions that went, they got it wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you might as well just got it wrong yeah. and carried on. I mean, we, we, we all know what we think of uh, Martin Atkinson with his uh, history of decision making to Goodison, wrong decisions, sending people off for winning the ball mm. while other players roll around. I thought he was appalling. But yes. you don't expect anything. We've seen some bad referees at Goodison. It, and I, that, for me, that's up there with probably one of the worst refereeing performances I've ever seen. Was it just me? Like, and, 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 you know, I know we said that a lot of us, we were all sat next to each other in the grounds. And so we all was, were talking similar kinds of things about it. But it seemed like a bit of a sideshow. Like mm. the football was getting in the way of the, um, yeah. of the referee's show. Do you know what I mean? It's... it's what actually happened, I think, that in all honesty, it wasn't the greatest of games, was it, until the referee got involved with, it, with not making decisions. Mm. It started to rile on the, the Tottenham fans' face that they thought he should have the penalty for some, yeah. and he went down. And then, if you get, the two most blatant penalties that you are ever going to see, the handball, mm. how was that not given? Yeah. The foul on Richarlison, how was that not given? He wasn't even looking at the ball. Mm. Now, wait, Sorry for putting in, but he didn't even go over to the... The screen once no. to, to look, he couldn't even be bothered running over. Yeah, to look at the screen. Well, they've talked about this, haven't they? You know, they've talked about it at length. And is VAR being implemented correctly? Because you know, you you've only got to look at how it was used in the World Cup, and they were using the screen. Mm. But surely anyone with half half a clue, and we've obviously heard we've, we've just been having a bit of a refresh on some of the um, the bits, you know, punditry after it. And you've heard um, them saying that it actually Martin Atkinson didn't make any decisions. Mm. It so, was a, it, what's his name? Anthony Taylor. Anthony yeah, Taylor. Anthony Taylor. He's yeah. a poor referee anyway. Yeah. So who's refereeing the game? Exactly. Is there a referee referee in the game or some fella sat in a, a studio refereeing the game? What, exactly. One of the problems that we were saying yesterday at the game is that VAR can be a good thing, but unfortunately we've got the worst referees in the world mm. in the Premier League. Got some of the best players, some of the best teams. But not one referee made us to the World Cup. Mm. No. Now we, we say that we're the best the best league. <laughs> yeah. So surely it's time now to start important referees. Rich, you made a point yesterday when you said about having foreign referees. Yeah. So, you know It's common sense, isn't it? You know, why why do we have to persist on the old gentleman's club? Yeah. And then not only that, you've got the mates looking after them in the studio with VAR as well. I mean, every week, whenever you get a referee and you go, Who's the ref this week? And you say, You go, Oh, Every yeah. every week, I don't think there's one good one. They're just the rubbish. Yeah. Um, the linesman as well. I mean, if if they're not fit enough to run up and down the line, like he couldn't keep up with play yesterday. That linesman in front, he was in front of us, and he was so far behind play, it it wasn't even funny. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and, and you know, 
you get a lot of this, but he kept smiling. Did yeah. you see the? He kept little small yeah. smiley smiles actually, back at the crowd, and it riles everyone up. Yeah, I know. And they're meant to be professional. So VAR, in your decision, that's, uh, for me, it's not not being, it's not working. It, it's it, not working. And, and it, it, but the biggest issue is not VAR. It's the referees that are controlling it because the referees are incompetent, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's every, no, no every, every week you you seem to be talking about VAR. You don't even seem to be talking about the footy anymore. It's always VAR. I mean, we'll touch on the game from like last week, which we haven't spoken about the Brighton game when Everton worked themselves into a winning position, scoring fifteen minutes from time, and we, we were okay. We were, we were all right. We were going to want to win it, and then that decision that was given um, mm. for the penalty by Keane, like, it was an absolutely appalling decision. It revitalised Brighton. They scored and then went on to sneak the game. Yeah. Now, had it been 2-1, they would have had to pile forward and left more spaces for Everton to hopefully get a third goal. But the, the, the VAR decision completely transformed the game. It's costing teams points and it's costing players their careers. It could, it could cost them their careers. Yeah. Well, I know the, with the tackle, but I just thought he, lo- he lost the, he, the game. He lost control of it. He did. Yeah. He lost, completely lost control of it. And um, You know which one, for, well, just while I think on... The one that highlights what your point you're making there mm-hmm. is when their player was walking off and now the new rules come in this season that you walk off the side of the pitch that you're on to try and cut mm-hmm. down on time wasting. That's right, yeah. Their player openly ignored him and just walked off and yeah. took the full length of the pitch. Yeah. He followed him like a little school child uh-huh. trying to tell him off and trying to what to do and he just ignores him. Mm-hmm. He, he, he totally lost control he, of the game. Yeah, he? he completely lost, yeah. And, uh, you know... He's I, just a terrible referee and he's just a... A, in a bunch of them, he's a, yeah. he, but he has got to be for me over the years consistently the worst. He is an appalling referee, mm. um, and he created he turned Goodison into a bear pit yesterday because yeah. the paddock was like, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was steaming. Yeah, it was. I mean, fellas, you are normally quite quiet. I mean, I don't speak a lot of the match, but I've got to admit, I used a few uh, Anglo-Saxon words yesterday. I, I lost <laughs> it, I lost it, I'll be honest. <laughs> it was horrible, wasn't it? It you was. Know what I mean? it, 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 just, it just felt... It just, you know, and I think, like Alan says there, like, the, you know, the, it wasn't just this week. Last week, you know, that mm. was on our minds as well. And uh, Trevor from the Bobblers, he, he made a point to me before... Um, he said that if if VAR wouldn't if VAR should have done its job this week like it should have and mm. we should have had the two penalties, likewise VAR shouldn't have given the penalty last week, mm. then we would have actually probably been sixth in the table. I, I think yeah, personally, I think it should just be goal line technology. That's all I think. The referee and linesman should be good enough. Any marginal decisions, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. But there's no excuse for them not getting them right when they're watching the monitor and it's taking too long. It's just got to be goal line um, technology for me, whether the ball goes over the line or not. The handballs, now the referee's just got to give it because there's too much inconsistency. And the other thing that confuses me, which I, I don't want to be um, accused of being a bit of blue, but when Liverpool played Chelsea and they scored a goal, that Chelsea had a goal this loud, wasn't it, where it was offside about 20 seconds before. Yeah. So how far back... Do you take phases of play? The, yeah. yeah, the phases of play. It's just so much confusion for me. It should just be goal line, and that's it. Mm. And it, you just got to take it on the chin whether you get it or don't. It, it it's taking the enjoyment away, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. don't know what to celebrate the goal. Well, yeah. that's it. Players can't celebrate. You know, 
because you, you're spending two minutes checking, aren't you, for certain situations, but like you say, it's not working. No, and it's got, I think it's got to be bin personally, as I say, it, it's ruined the game because that clown of a referee completely ruined the game yesterday with his indecisive performance because he was shocking. And it, But the thing is, that the referee who was refereeing for him was even worse. Yeah. So we probably had the two worst referees and the one ground. Propping each other up. Yeah, absolutely awful. Well, mm. I mean, I know that you, you obviously you're, you're massively in favour of, of just ditching VAR altogether, but like you say, maybe the, the, the issue lies a bit deeper than that. Maybe it is the quality of referees in this country just isn't good enough. And why should, the, you know, the Premier League... Is the like you said before is the highest grossing league in the world? Mm. Why are they putting up with a group of incompetent yeah. referees looking after yeah. each other? Mm. Why don't we go out and say right, we're having the best referees from Italy, we're having the best referees from Argentina, right across the globe, we're finding the best like we are with the, like you said with the players, with the managers, go out there and get the best. And yeah, we were talking about this in the ground yesterday. And I heard someone say to us. Um, well, you wouldn't guarantee that they don't referee the same style, but this is where it comes in with they have a consistency mm. training camp before the Premier League starts, so they're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Mm. We have the you know the fastest, the most uh, you know the, the most accurate referees we can in the in the globe and bring them to the Premier League yeah. and get rid of these absolute clowns that yeah. are ruining the game. Yeah, they are shite. Just well, the game's become more about the referees and the teams, the players and the fans, isn't it? At the mm. end of the day. And you got a bad referee and back backing up an awful referee. Yeah. So, like two wrongs don't make it right. And those two clowns certainly weren't right at all yesterday. So pathetic. Mm. Do you need do you need um you know if I say for example, let's say for example we're trying to make it work and now we're thinking of ways about how it can work. The first one is we bring in a better quality of referees in the first instance. Mm. The second one is that why should you have his mate making a decision? In the studio, mm. in the background, they're only there to assist, aren't they? Yeah, and what you say, so like you're, you're not going to say I'm wrong, and I'm going to say you're wrong, <laughs> you know. And it, you can see it's breeding. It's almost like a level of corruption. You see, you see, Mark Mark Halsey retired, and Mark Halsey's exact words, all similar to, where that um, he thinks that people were going to be up in court. It was getting that bad with the, you know, it, yeah. it, it's getting that bad, and there's favoritism going on. The the, the the protecting certain teams, and yeah, just you know, let's use the words, let's get out there, corruption. Mm. Uh, you know, it's happening. Mark Halsey has come out and confirmed that it's happening, and it's swept under the carpet. And you know, when you have to look after the, uh, yesterday just to see, it, it, mm. you know, it, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things along that lines is obviously like the Sky and BT are going to pay pay for the biggest armchairs. Now, which teams have the most um, fans who pay to watch the game? Yeah. You know, them season ticket things you buy. Look at them and look at this. You know, it seems to be the same um, teams that are getting the decisions. Yeah. And it seems to be the ones with the biggest fan base watching the telly. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't disagree with you. Wouldn't. You, you. You seem to be actively protecting certain teams. Certain clubs, definitely. Uh, and it, is it in their interest? To, to change it so it, so it goes towards teams like Evan mm. probably not mm. um, and, and, it, and it, it's sickening really do you know what I mean well, you, you look at some of the adverts on Sky um, advertising just Sky News yeah and you've got teams that their songs are getting sung as the Sky News is starting why why are you letting a team sing their song what the fans sing uh, you, you're right there and I, I remember last season where it was like 
Everton, you're the one me. I think about that too, yeah. <laughs> and I think at one stage Everton had fallen to sixth and they made it a top five. That's right, yeah. So yeah. it's like, I mean... It's a conspiracy. You, you, can't even, <laughs> yeah. you can't even dispel it, can you? Because all that kind of antics are going on. Um, can we just bring up this absolute tit of a man that's involved in football and he continues to be involved despite being an absolute clown, Alan Pardew. Oh, I've just seen... We've just seen a clip yeah. of, you, of him yesterday. No wonder he hasn't got a job in football. Yeah, Al, Al, where did he play? He was sort of... Did uh, he centre half or...? It was sort of, I don't know, middle midfield centre half type. I remember him scoring in the uh, cup semis, didn't he? Did he use his head? Yeah, he ran. Oh, that's it. fucking surprise because <laughs> apparently this fucking tit Alan Pardew had an argument that he put his arms up because he was scared about the ball hitting his head. It's a Deli Alley incident, yeah. It's a Deli Alley incident. Um, he talked about the penalty and said he was using his arms because he was scared, protecting himself. You know, this kind of really making him such a kind of really vulnerable individual, which we know Deli Alley is not. You know, he's got yeah. loads of goals with his and I'm trying to suggest that, 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 that he was in this dangerous position I mean, where the ball might touch his head. head. I know, like the ball's going to break his head or something. Andy Grace smacked his ass, didn't he? Yeah. And he said to him, like, uh, you know, you got that penalty in 1980. Andy Grace said, it's not 1980 now. Yeah, mm. the game's moved yeah, on. the game's moved on. It's not 1980, it's 2000s now. And even he proved him wrong, say, about his, his hand being in a natural position. And Alan Pardew, Alan Pards, Pards, um, tried, tried, tried to change the argument to say... Yeah, he wasn't stopping the ball going in an unnatural position, uh-uh. which it's, it's not the rules. He just basically just come up with some kind of bizarre claim. But Andy Gray nailed it on. He, he read the law to him and he didn't want to listen to it because he can't stand us. He yeah. never has been able to stand us. Yeah. And, and he's a joke. I think he nailed the nail on the head there by calling him a tiff. Yeah, he'll only ever be remembered for that dance he done when um, he lost the FA Cup final. Yeah, <laughs> so about celebrating too early. Oh no, yeah. But, you know that that'll haunt him for his life. But I just, I, you know, I've got to be honest with you. I think the standard of pundits. I'm sick and tired of listening to these ex-players. And, yeah. You know, I, I don't think they add anything to the game. They're clearly biased in favour of their own teams. Yeah. I would much rather listen to um, fans, two fans, two fans who know the club. Yeah. Who watch the team week in, week out. Mm. Um, not these. You, you bring them fellas in to from your big rivals to analyse your game. Yeah. Mm. Now, we seen last the other week when Liverpool played Man United. When United scored, Gary Neville's punch in the air. When Liverpool scored, Carragher's punch in the air. They made a, they made a thing of showing you. Now, they're commentating on the game. Yeah. So, how can they be fair? Yeah. Mm. You know, and I know... Fans aren't going to be fair either, but at least they know they're going to know about the clubs. Yeah. I mean, I'm The old sign outdo each other for like, I don't know if it's the stupidest comment to come out with or trying to be controversial, but they just chat shit. Yeah. Absolute shit. It, and it, it's getting worse in here. Um, we'll go on to a special mention <laughs> for, for one pundit later on down the line. Uh, that's a special <laughs> topic that we have close to our heart. But again, you know, it, it's something else that needs to improve, doesn't it? Because yeah. they are favouring. It's certain uh, teams, um, so we'll move. We'll move on about. Obviously, we talk about the referee. Possibly, um, not possibly. The referee lost control of the game. Yeah, uh, I think, and we might as well swap these subjects around a bit. I think that Rich Allison was was getting volleyed and kicked. Oh, I was very he was. Now, I, I I think this is a trend that's happening with him now, and we know that he's not. You know, we know sometimes it is a bit like the boy who cried wolf, mm. and we said this, didn't we? I does. 
look to, to exaggerate sometimes contact mm. but who doesn't mm. what top player you name me a top player that doesn't do that well, uh, so one of the select clubs like you say that the sky look after well you know I mean yesterday one of the pundits came on um, and these were his words he says Richarlison goes down too softly spends too far too often on the ground rolling around now this is supposed to be a pundit who's fair now this pundit his team their star man got booked for simulation the day before. Yeah. So, how can he have the audacity to come on? He's not fair. Yeah. He's, how can you say that? You say it with bias. Yeah. yeah. It's just a poor. He got, he got back in time for the Sunday lows because he kept parking on the road. But you've got you've only got to look. You know you've got to look across Stanley Park, Manny and Salah. You know. The, you know, and I, I'm not saying they're wrong in doing it because all the top players do. You look at you, you know, you, you look at likes of Suarez, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah you, you know, you can go right across the, the globe of players that simulate and exaggerate contact. So yeah. why is Rich Arson being so robustly targeted? Mm. Wrongly, in my opinion. Well, now he does do it, but so so do a lot of players. But is this the Nias rule all over again? Mm, Let's exactly. target target Everton play because it's yeah. an easy win for us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nias is the only one that needs to be banned. I, I think Lanzini has a piece of the action Lanzini as well, but none of the top six. Not the Sky Six, the no. Sky Selectors, because Tottenham aren't in the top six anymore, are they? No, no. And as you said there, how does Sanchez get away with kicking him? When he was clean through. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Chenk was alongside him. Yeah. Chenk couldn't get past him. Or he denounced the ball because Sanchez had kicked Richardson over. And it's mm. the second red card. Right. And also, when the tunnel simulation, when it son dived with Mina. Yeah. Why wasn't he booked? Yeah, because you can you see. Know, because the referee didn't give, the, give, give the, uh, the penalty, did he? Yeah. So, and you know, it's, again, it's inconsistency. And that's a great point, you know. And you know, I'd love to see someone really try and hammer that home because I remember the the ruling after Nias got ruled to have dived and he got the free free uh, match ban because there was contact. But what they said about Nias is that he over exaggerated the contact. Mm. Now we looked at the uh, at the incident with me now. We were unsure of it at the time, and yeah. that, but we've looked at it since then. Obviously, the same benefit that the referee would have been afforded. And you can see that I think you made the comment, didn't you? What did you say about his foot being left in? I thought he, I thought he left his foot. Purposely, yeah. yeah. Mina was clumsy to be fair, but I think he let he left his foot in. But then he, the jump he done after it over exaggerated the contact. <laughs> he jumps like up in the air. So is that not the same as Nias last season? And mm. is that not the same reason why Nias got a ban? Yeah, I mean, this so, Mister so, Nice Guy son. So yeah. I wasn't too nice about Richardson either. You know, he, he he was another one. So why are you getting put pros on? To victimise one player, yeah, absolutely appalling. Mm. Um, and I, I don't think we need these pundits. I think they're over, overpriced. Their opinions are worthless. I would much rather listen to proper football fans. One thing I'm sick and tired of hearing say is, if you're not in the game, yeah. if you're not in the game, right? Mm. Trying to say because they've been ex-pros. Yeah, Sunes was a pro forty years ago. Right, yeah. the game's moved on. Like, yeah. He's irrelevant, his opinion. I know. He's poor. I didn't see him yesterday, to be honest. I, yeah. I only seen the aftermath. If that argument works as well, mm. why didn't Gary Neville become a world class manager? Yeah. Exactly. You know, he can't fucking manage to save his life. Exactly. And he's yeah, back yeah. on the bundles. You want to say, surely, if I, he's an ex pro, he should be this great manager then as exactly, well. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that I was rather well. listen to an Evan season tick holder talk about Everton than any ex Man United, ex Tottenham, ex Reds. Yeah. Man City. Now I understand. 
I can understand if they are talking about their own club, for example, Kale talking about yeah, yeah. Or even Carragher talking about Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, no problem with that. Yeah, that, that's no problem. That's your club. You, you got your right to talk about them. But don't come on professing to us your opinions on our club. Mm. Yeah. You know, Carragher, right? One minute from coming downstairs to join Kale and Sahar, it was actually one minute he, st- he brought up a foul by Chaldi on Salah and started talking about Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> yeah. Now, why? What relevance has that foul got to do with the Everton Tottenham game? You yeah. know, and I think you're right there because like, you know, we, we can all think we can all think of uh, examples where. Um, You've been watching a game and almost it's been ruined by having to listen to some someone. I turn them you know, off. you because know, and it's not fair, is it? You're you're paying. You're, 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 I mean, we actually go to the game, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it we yeah. kind of listen to it after the fact. The, the but only, it's not fair that people who who do want to watch the, the the game should be subjected to that kind of level of bias. The only yeah. the only reason I I do usually I turn off. We're at the we're at the home games anyway, so it doesn't usually affect us. The only reason I wanted to see what he said. Because it was that controversial. Yeah. So I actually only watched after the game. I don't know what he said in the game. I don't know what he said half time before the game. But I only watched what he was saying. Picked up after, yeah. And you know what? Some of the rubbish that he came out with. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely appalling. But that that leads us on where this is this is a position now where where you know Richardson it's 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 open season on him. He's getting kicked. So it doesn't really matter. You know, there probably some of them. You probably said he was over exaggerated contact there. Then maybe so. But who cares? Everything should be looked at in isolation. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be using bias and stereotyping to to influence your decision. And I think that's what's happening when Richardson's you know going down. They're thinking, well, you know, in my mind, they're saying. He's got a reputation there, so we're just not yeah. giving him it, even if it is a foul. Yeah. He should have had a penalty. You know, someone should have been sent enough for foul when he goes through. But what's happening ultimately is that it's open season. It's open season, and he's creating a culture where it's almost like Spurs can get away with doing what they want on the pitch. And I think they grew into that a bit, and force we can get away with what they want. Yeah, Andy Johnson was another one. Yeah, you know, yeah. because he was getting fouled the penalty. Everton don't get penalties. There's other teams get more penalties. You look at the Premier yeah. League. Penalties awarded to the teams through the year, through through the twenty three years rather than probably longer now, isn't it? Because yeah. there was no football before the Premier League. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Okay, so since the Premier League's been started, which clubs have got the most penalties? We have one season where we get one or two. Next one is Johnson's a diver. Yeah, and he's type he's typecast yeah. doesn't get anything. And and again, as always, we get un, unfairly treated. Mm. Um, and you know, so you can see where we're going with this. There's a culture being created in game. The referee's lost control. There's players blatantly ignoring the rules. Not you know the one where he, he just ignored the referee, walked off the full length of the pitch, mm. and the referee did nothing about it. He didn't act on it. And Tottenham doing what they want. They've got an air of we're doing what we want, and the referee's not going to stop us. Yeah. It goes back to your point, Mark Holtz. He said that certain teams get looked after. Yeah, mm. you know, uh, corruption. Uh, and ultimately, uh, and you know, we were we were absolutely pig sick about this. What happens? Um, our thoughts, the the county road bobblers' thoughts, all go out to, to Andre um, mm. and his family, gutted, uh, and gutted. those around him. You know, we we, we wish you well, mate. Um, you, you're a top player. You're a top lads. We really rate you. For, for us, you are massive for us. When you play well, we play well, and you know you're going to be a massive miss for us. But I do think that the referee allowed a culture to exist on the pitch. Yeah, where he'd lost control. He created the atmosphere. He'd lost control yeah. at that point because it was a poor game. 
in all honesty, until he started cocking up, or not refereeing, I he started getting anti Taylor to referee. Just yeah. on that injury though, um, I thought the Everton players were, were a class act, mm. as soon as it happened. Um, Lucas Dean, he, he acted like a proper captain, he, he, he went to make sure he was okay, Eldon didn't he? Yeah. And had a go at the, at the Spurs bench. Um, Rich Arson was over and Cech. Yeah, Cech was well. over. Um, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman actually went to the... Dressing room, yeah. And I was just, in the end, it was the least Everton deserved to draw, because, you know, um, like I say, it was just, that was a sickener. um, But I think there's some good news there as well. I think uh, Andy... uh, our main man there, uh, Alan Myers, came out today and said that the, you know the uh, the injury, you know the the uh, the operation has been successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know it re- went really well, and you know we wish Andre all the best, don't we? Yeah, and hopefully he's back on the pitch too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, let, let's talk about Son. I've heard people saying he's a nice fella. I'm not interested. I'll be honest with you. I can't we, give a shit we've, how nice he is. We, we've all played football and we know what happened there. Yeah. He was reckless. Yeah. He, 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 got, he, he, he got caught. Yeah. He got smacked in the face. Yeah. And he, he was he was sore for me. You know, and you know yourself, um, it bites away at you. Yeah. Right? And I don't care what anyone says. He made the initial contact, he instigated it. And the other lad just happened to be there. He really yeah. ran into He pushed him, he, ta- he pushed him, or you can say whatever he'd done, he was reckless. Mm. And I, well, you know what happened, it'll get overturned. Yeah. I'm telling you now, that will be overturned because, you know, it's, it's not, a space play. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a Sky 16. Mm. But the two questions for me was he reckless? It's a yes. Was he out of control? Yes. Mm. I mean, was he ever going to get the ball there? No. no. So that's that's game set and match for me. You know, don't be telling me this fella's a nice guy. I'm not bloody interested. I can he's, uh, he, he, he's lunged in there. I mean, all you know, I'm not claiming to be a saint. I play centre half <laughs> in in the, the football leagues. Then you're at you're at to mix it, but yeah. you've got to accept when you're wrong, and you can't then start changing the facts to suit. He was reckless. He went in with some intent there, knowing he wasn't going to play the ball. Whether he meant to do what he did or he didn't that occurred afterwards, mm. he was out of control and he initiated a situation where Andre Gomez now, unfortunately, our best has a player. serious interest and probably our most influential and, that, and our best player. That's refereeing as well. Showed you how much he controlled the Adam game. He booked him. Didn't he? Yeah. And then he sends him. He sends well, him out. You know, he didn't even. He didn't have a clue. He didn't I know mean, what the hell. My, he was my doing. only surprise with him, with Gomez, was that after he'd been carried off, that that um, that gobshite referee then didn't check far and then sent him off as well. I know. For the initial. For the, yeah, for the yeah. elbow. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be able to make a ten v ten. You it's know, it's, it's it, a disgrace, it, isn't it? It did appall. I mean, let's not talk about these referees anymore. Let's, let's move right. on to the game. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to bring up a, a, a man that's close to my heart. Um, he's a man I like to call a Daruna sometimes um, <laughs> because he, he does divide his opinion and he has, you know, because of his, his kind of image. Who's he talking about? Who's he talking about? He's talking about me. It's The main man there, TD26, Tom Davies. Yeah. I think he's played three games on the bat now, and I think he's played well in three games. He was games. excellent yesterday, I thought, and he's going to be a big player for us now because Gomez is out, Caban's yeah. uh, still out, um, a little bit worried about Delft there at the end. He pulled, Delft and Mina? Yeah, Delft pulled up there at the end, didn't he? So we, we need Tom Davis. Tom Davis, I thought, was our best player yesterday. Yeah. Um, Tom Davis, I don't know why he wasn't playing at the start of the season. I don't know why Tom Davis had to sit on the bench and watch Morgan Schneider play. 
I, I, I am more inside and to come back in the team now. Um, but get back to Tom Davis. One of the ball passes he put through Out to, to Walcott. Oh, that, that pass and was Walcott, a... He was a bit unlucky. I think he put it in the area where he thought someone was going to be in there. Yeah. And it one of the Tottenham defenders. But, but Tom Davis, he, he's quality. Yeah. Um, I'd give him the, um, the armband now. Um, and I'm hoping that he gives some more of our youngsters a chance. Somewhat similar to what Chelsea have now started to do. Yeah. They're calling the loan he's back. And they're, make, they're making an impact mm. on, on Chelsea's team and fair play to the likes of Lampard giving them players a chance. We had this yeah. chat yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. We said, you know, we've got a good under-23s team there. You know, maybe we could, maybe with these players out now, we could start looking at bringing a couple in. But by hook or crook, we're in the situation we are. And you've got, you, sometimes, you, you, you know, we talk about that maybe, uh, we mentioned the other day that obviously Marco Silva maybe wanted to play 4-3-3. Mm. He did get his opportunity to play the other day. He's not going to be able to play that now. Uh, no. we've, you know, we've got two big injuries in the middle. Um, mm. And sometimes it's about how you react and change the circumstances. And he's going to have to change the way we play now. Un- whether he wants to or not, he's going to have to embrace change. Mm. For me, he gave me hope when he changed the uh, the whole kind of zonal marking to man marking. Mm. You know, Martinez got sacked because he was so rigid. He refused to change. Now, I know we're massively still divided on the silver front, but they need, you need to be open to change, and this is going to make him or break him for me. And I think, Mitch, you had, a, you had a, something to say about what happens about an injury uh, involving when there was Les Ferdinand's, and there was, you know, you mentioned earlier about an injury and Everton pulled together not after, not long after it. Yeah. Um, People ask me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was me? With Phil Neville, wasn't it? You mentioned oh, once, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. Was it when he no when he threw the tackle in on Ferdinand? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I just I just said to you that now I thought when Neville done that tackle on Ferdinand and it kick started Everton that season, and I just thought maybe the way they they, they got the point yesterday with the injury to Gomez that club together. Yeah, that to come together and hopefully it kick starts them and you know you know for going on a bit of a run like. Well, we're talking about Davis as well. Um, that was one of the youngsters coming through. Before the game, we, we were a bit worried about our centre-halves, weren't we? In mm. all honesty, yeah. you know, it's not been our, uh, our strongest point this season. And we thought Mina was doubtful, yeah. didn't we, before the game. Mm. We thought that, mainly thought that uh, Keane and Holgate were going to start, which said that, no, he's got a feeling we're going to be Mina yeah. and uh, Holgate. And we've always had a little bit of a debate on Holgate, whether he's big enough to play as one of the centre-halves in a back four, although we... Rate him in a back three. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm. But I thought he was outstanding yesterday. I mean, I know yeah. you, I know you could argue that, that he got turned with a goal, but I thought that the goal came in a mistake. Dell protected the back four good, but I thought our centre arse were excellent. I thought they all back four were excellent. Yeah. Again. I thought yeah. it's yeah. Again. <laughs> um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm highly <laughs> rate him. Uh, I think he's a cracking player. Um, and but I just make a mention of the whole case as we say. Yeah. Davis has proved he can do it. Holgate's done okay there. Now, yeah. hopefully, he'll get a little bit of a run. Davis get a bit of a run. Mm. And look at the other kids. I mean, was Benny? Benny looked all right to me when he when he was playing on the yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, yeah. No, we never really ever seen. He was on the bench the other day as well, wasn't he? So yeah. he's obviously he's starting to. Um, but so he's in DCL. No, yeah, he came on done okay. He got, he got? He's got five and six now. Yeah, and he yeah. was unlucky with that. Unlucky with that. Yeah, and he was unlucky that Chen came up to for the goal. Really, <laughs> wasn't he? You know, yeah. an old man. I, I say, <laughs> I, I, I say this from old gates. I'm right. I'm not one of these as shy about being wrong. Yeah, and I have written Holgate off now probably for about eighteen months. 
Now, I'm still sceptical. I wanted them to start at the week, you know, the other day, as you know, we had this conversation in the pub. I have slagged him off. I have said that I don't think he is physically big enough for the Premier League, and we have discussed that whether he can play in it too. I've seen a, a thing on Callum Chambers saying that he's not physically big enough to play centre half, and he's not fast enough to play full back. It, mm. it kind of rang true a tiny bit with me with with Holgate, mm. but look, the fella, you know, he, he he probably had a six out of ten in the first half the other day. Mm. He then probably had a nine out of ten the second half. And he, the Watford game. The Watford game, and he, you know he's coming again. I've advocated him to start Listen, because if, I'm open to change. And he, I think he, he's done himself no problems. If he can all. keep it up, yeah, you know what I mean. He I mean keep it up, but he's been on the team before, so, you know. And I think we we will all accept that. When we were, yeah, we want the best for Everton. We're not we're not trying to prove. I don't want to see. So I don't want I don't want him to be shite. Yeah, just so improved right. Yeah, or whatever. I I want to see him. You want to prove us wrong? Yeah, I want to be proved wrong. Yeah, I mean one of the things I'm also I was talking about the injury there. You know, absolutely gutted. You know, Gomez for me is the first name on the sheet every week. But maybe now it'll give Sigurdsson a chance to play in a deeper role where he plays for Iceland. Mm, and yeah. maybe we might get Good the best out of him now. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are getting to the bare bones. We we haven't seen the lad from Mainz at all. I mean, I think he probably would have been used as centre-half as much as he was used as centre-midfield. And yeah. that might have alleviated the problem a bit as a centre-half. But let's get Stiggins in there now. Don't want Schneider. You know, it's just back, back, back side, side, back, side, back. It was refre- it was almost refreshing, wasn't it, seeing Davies play them kinds of I think there was there was yeah. one there was one opportunity and I said to you actually mm. I was sat next to Lee and um I said if it was Schneidlin playing there, he would have checked and then played that. Mm. Or play, use the centre half, he would have then played that ball. Davies plays a bit of a quick initiative ball. It what it didn't seem on, but he he'd spotted it quick and played it. Yeah, and it, it was almost like we progressed like straight away up the pitch, and Sadibe was was bombing on. Did, that did, that wouldn't have happened. No, Snyder really. always does the shift out shuffle and just goes back and, and side to side. But Davis yeah. takes chances and takes risks, and he looks to me like he's playing with confidence now yeah. because he's had a little bit of a little bit of a run in the team. And he's got you know he's got the captain's arm on for the, for the England team. Mm. Yeah, it, you know it's a lot. Of, it's a it's a, it, it shows a lot. You know. Obviously, sometimes you, you think, well, is it just because he's a blue and he's a local? Mm. But England are giving him the armbands. What's that say? Mm. They're, having, they're having faith in him. We need a leader, don't we? We need a yeah. proper leader. And he could be the man because that, that's where I think we're a little bit rudderless. I mean, Delph, in fairness, there's a lot of talking, uh, a lot of you know, cajoling on the pitch and everything. And he, he, he is a good, experienced player. But let's Davis learn from him. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting now. Anyway, you know, we've got... Losing Bernard last week and losing Air Gomez, it's two of our best attacking options, really, isn't it? So, I mean, what yeah. look, this well, is this is the thing now. I, I've said about Silva, but you know, embracing a bit of change, and I know it's not ran for him, and I know there's obviously we had a comment earlier on, um, one of our, uh, our, our our good interactions on Twitter. We speak to regularly. We talked about what will what will Silva do now? You know. She meant. Uh, she mentioned that you know. Are we going to talk about that? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a question to, to be talked about because he, he, you know he's going to have to change stuff, isn't he? Whether he wants to or not, now he's in a position where. Yeah. And maybe you know I, I didn't even think of what Big Al said there, and he's probably right in that. 
Uh, I remember obviously we've just been to Reykjavik and the taxi driver was saying that Sigurdsson played a lot deeper. For, I used to, couldn't understand why he played him as a ten. Yeah. Um. He, you know, he, he can move the ball fast and he he does look to go forwards. Yeah. And I think sometimes he's too easy to mark in that ten. And maybe what Al said there, that might be the answer. It might be. You know, you could you could if he's adamant on that formation. Then maybe you could play Sigurdsson next to Davis with Iwobi in the ten, or it could be time to go to two up front. Exactly. You, you could go I two up front because I, Cheng to be fair to him now. Yeah. He come on against Watford, set a goal up. He's come on, got us a, um, a draw. Maybe it's time to give him a start. I think he deserves a start. One of the other things we were talking about before the game yesterday was uh, bringing an airline in up front about the young lads, Moise yeah. Keane and DCL and, mm. and that. I mean, we were saying you know we got likes of Costa. Um, the big Swede I never say his name was it Latin his Latin I am his Latin and just play two up front play a youngster up alongside and one week on one week off and get them to learn just to say do what he does yeah I think Cenk is a good teacher I think he I think we might have already made man there to do it I'm not yeah. getting, we're not getting carried away because he scored yesterday we've always said Cenk in a, a two man attack which um He's a handful. He scores at every level. As he scores yeah. for his country regularly, he scored in the Champions League. Was he with Besiktas or whatever he was with? And we've yeah. been crying out for um, the manager to change our tactics. Certainly at home, I understand certain games you play one man up front. I'd probably only do it against the two top teams. Yeah. You know, Liverpool, City, um, but against the other eighteen teams, we should be playing two men up front at home. Yeah, you know. We should be um, going for it. We played two men up front yesterday for about 10 minutes and scored. And you know, the time we done it was... The Crystal, Crystal Palace, Palace, wasn't it? And it was uh, Calvert-Lewin and Chen came on. And both and scored. Both scored. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you know, you know with, with what you're saying there is... Uh, Funny enough, where, where everyone had was it Chenk, was it DCL? Mm. But the fact you had two of them queuing up to, to put yeah. their head in, yeah, the, yeah. in the net says it all, doesn't it? Exactly. All of a sudden you've got bodies in the box. Yeah. And, and you can also send out help, issues. Help out uh, Keane as well. Yeah. You know, imagine Keane yeah. up front with Chenk. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously Walcott's been playing on the right, and I, I think that Walcott's been doing well. But you look at some of the uh, the best centre forwards that, that, that have played in world football Cristiano Ronaldo. Thierry Henry, Wayne Rooney for us, mm. but they've all started on the wing and then they've moved centrally as they've got older, more experienced. And, and I think what I'll say there about playing Schenk can only be better. So, yeah, maybe Walcott starts. Maybe Royce Keane might be an option. I think I'd, I'd like to see Schenk start now. Yeah. I would. Two up front. Um, While he sends great, great attitude. Yeah. Genius attitude. And in fairness, He's held his, you yeah. know, yeah. he's scored five in the last six, and he's something like that. Yeah. Unlucky on, he was only on 20 minutes, wasn't he? Or not that long, was he? On, on um, yesterday, unlucky with his header. And as I said, only because he got a, he got old man like for the goal. He, yeah. He, he just scored. You know, yeah. I didn't even know he hadn't scored until we were in the judge. <laughs> and, and, well, uh, he, put, he put it up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. On the screen, didn't he? Uh, you know what? DCL. Yeah. And, and I know the. Uh, L, L Pivis, we're still open to having Bonham. Sorry that we haven't got you on lately. We, we are looking to have you on. It's very vocal about having a high press and centre forwards. Mm. But this is where it changes because we've had the injuries and we, we have to adapt. We have to change. We have to play with what we've got in the squad. Mm. And maybe it's time. That's why we haven't maybe be playing Cenk. But maybe now he needs to look at it and say, into it we now, need to he? play it. And then you can have the likes of Awobi, Walcott and Moise Keane mm. coming in. 
and uh, yeah. playing off a big centre forwards get you know and, and then you know we can learn like you're saying from a chink. Um, yeah, yeah. I I I reckon you know I'd like to uh, to see him get a start because I think he's you know a great attitude like I say. So I'll give him give him a little bit of a run. Yeah, and also you know you, know, you need a couple of these things to your bow. You just you know you can play wide right and you play up front. I mean, as I say, Keane's West Ham was um, excellent down the right. Excellent, he had on the second goal. Lots of runs off the ball, which... Some well against City when you come on. If you're not at the ground, you don't see them runs. Yeah. It's easy when you're watching a monitor, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. He's not involved, but you don't, you're you not seeing what he's doing. You don't see it, too, because you're only seeing what Sky are focusing in on. Yeah. Or, or you know, whatever whatever television you happen to be watching at the time. Yeah. But when you did the game, you see a different perspective. And, yeah. You know, I don't understand. We always say, well, we, we always criticise sometimes some decisions ever to make. But if it worked for Cristiano Ronaldo, if it worked for Thierry Henry, if it worked for Wayne Rooney, why are we saying it's not working for Moise Keane? Now, I'm not interested in someone telling me the stats when he was at Juventus because for me, I've watched these occasions where world-class talents... It succeeded by by employing that model. Moyes done it at Everton with Wayne Rooney. United done it with Ronaldo, and, and you know and, and it's also also which right, it, it helps them to get to the pace of the English game because it's it's, it's hard throwing a young man up front. He's come from um, the Italian league. Where it, it looks a slower. We we don't know, but it does look a slower, yeah. slower standards. And you put a young lad up there, teenager, to lead the line on his own. Yeah, and sometimes you've got to say, no, we are get to the pace of the game. Yeah, and and he's still learning, and you know I think we can say when we met him, he was you know really intelligent, well considered young man. I don't really understand what the problem is. I, mean, I don't as think as the problem is West Ham. I mean, I thought he was outstanding there. Yeah, when he came on. I, um, I don't see the problem. I, I think I read somewhere Alan saying about and you you know you you've been an Everton fan all your life, and you know for me I always look to your opinion a lot of the time when 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 I'm thinking of these things. People who beat embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but people who go the game. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. who people who've been going the game all their lives. You know, not the ones you know I, I, and for me, you know, you'll probably be able to echo this, but one thing we do expect out of Everton players is to put themselves about. The 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 very first factor that you need, and Osman talked about this as well, was that you're gonna show the Everton fans that you're gonna go to war for them. And put a shift in, yeah. And put Definitely. a shift in. And every well, time Moose Keane's come on. He's made even the the, the dawn the other day where he, he was down the wing making the tackle. I think Watford was it? Yeah. And he was throwing his foot in, making a tackle, throwing himself around. Yeah. And I think he's even got a yellow card, which I'm all about. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that life. <laughs> um, as you know, you are all about that life. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd be bank balance to me now. Because I was always paying fines by the FA. Yeah, um, fun of the LCFA for three years. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, you've got it. You've got to put yourself about as an Everton player. Yeah. We expect you to do that. Mm-hmm. You are embodying the Everton fans on the pitch, and I think Tom Davies does that for me. Mm-hmm. I think you know we've seen some good. Young local players over the years, Leon Osman, I love Leon Osman, I know you're a big fan of him as well. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, if you do that first and the talent then comes, we'll, we'll embrace you. Yeah. Dennis Strackwell is, he's a living, breathing example <laughs> of a player who probably, you know, who probably dragged him off a building site with a steel toe cap boots playing up front. And, you know, I, I, and the fact that he was willing to go to war, Everton fans embraced him. Yeah, you know, that, wasn't that's it? it. Yeah. So uh, Moyes Keane straight away. I wanted and Bernard last season. To be fair, 
beer now was kind of everyone expected him to be this kind of like mm. tiki taka it is and the first thing I noticed about him was he was willing to track back yeah. and put a tackle yeah yeah as soon as I saw that I thought he's got half a chance of succeeding here yeah. and I think as he's gone on he put the work rate in first he got his head down and was willing to, to work hard and then and the talent then come in after and I think the Everton fans have embraced him and I think Mitch Keane has shown yeah, I've got no, no problem whatsoever with Moise Keane. He's going to be a good player for us. Um, like you say, he's only been, been in English football for what? For four or five months? Yeah. You know what I mean? So just and at 19. But like you say, they're about attitude, 100% commitment. That's why I want to see Chen get a goal. Because every time he plays, he, he does. He, you know, he's not the quickest or anything, but he, he'll run his ass off. And he, and he will give 100%. Yeah. Can, can I just... Can, you know, today, I don't know if many people know this, but obviously we, we, we've got this anti-knife crime um, initiative that, that's going to be going live very soon. Everything going to be mentioning it. Um, and I've been giving talks, left, right and centre, about uh, what we've done with the Noel Rizzissimo banner. Um, and I, le- I had to learn a lot about Moise Keane by default. And there's a lot I didn't know about him. Now, I just want to talk about this bit, this lad, quickly. Just... Quick little two-minute segments. Now, this lad, he, he was born in the um, in Italy. His parents from the Ivory Coast. Quite early on in his life, uh, his father left his mum. You know, really kind of, really religious, Roman Catholic backgrounds. Um, and he was obsessed with football. He got obsessed with over Femi Martins at Inter Milan. And his mum was working as a maid working all the hours to God sends to try and give Moise Keane a better life and his older brother Giovanni mm. who you know his mum basically thought his mum wasn't going to be able to have a baby it was a miracle Moise Keane almost didn't being born because she didn't think it was possible um, when he was born anyway um, a international uh, ex-international Italian player spotted him he, he signed for the Asti a local Italian side before, before he eventually went to Torino and at 10 years age, um, Juventus offered him a professional contract and he phoned his mum and told his mum, I'm looking after you now. Mm. We're going to Torino and you don't have to work all the hours that you have been working to make my life a better place. Mm. And he's constantly been involved in talking really well about issues like racism. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, that probably people don't realise about how strong this man is. What, he, what he's been through, what he's built. That man then be, went on to become the youngest ever goal scorer for Italy. He went straight from the under-19s to the 20s to the 21s, straight to the Italian senior team within 18 months. Became the youngest ever goal scorer for Italy. He then became the youngest ever goal scorer in, in Serie A. Mm. This is a man who's fought adversity, fought the system telling him he can't do what he's doing today. And then he'd done what he'd done, standing up against racism. And that's what we fought mm. alongside him to say, we're going to stand with you now. This is a man who's only 19 years of age and done all that. And he's come to Everton now. And for me, it's not just about the talent he has, it's about the personality. I think he's got the personality to succeed. I think he's shown he's got his work rate. And I think we owe him as a fan base to stand next to him to say we're going to support you Moise Keane of course mate like I say I don't really see any problem with yeah. Keane to be honest I think he's going to be a cracking player for us once he settles and you know again it's we, it, it, it's brands as policy we're buying players young 
Yeah. It's frustrating at times. And, and you will talk about Steamo now. It's going to be the next topic. Um, <laughs> first of all... Are we, um, are we still alive? I'll never know. <laughs> Uh, one, one of the uh, the the, uh, the original bobblers, should we say, is you know Al Mitchell and Steve Owen. You've been going the game for how many years now, Al? Too long. Nineteen seventy. The oldest bobbler, isn't he? Nin- Steve Owen's <laughs> older than me. Nineteen seventy two. Steve's been going since the forties, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Steve's seen us in the second division. <laughs> Wait, wasn't he saying you were his assistant manager? <laughs> oh, yeah, for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we, we decided to give Bootle a lash. Uh, it's sort of a bit different. But just also, to, let's just mention uh, Steve Ladd and his little son who went to the yeah, first, yeah. His first game. Three-year-old three Luca. Luca, yeah, went to yeah. his first game. Uh, on. Got a cracker, a uh, three-generation pitcher. Uh, didn't get the match. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah he had a great time, yeah, didn't he? Boss time. Oh, look, I'm, glad, I'm glad you've dragged that, you know, dragged me back from talking there and talked about that. That's what evidence about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Generations, yeah. it's about family. Oh yeah, the, you that's, know, what, that's what it's about. Isn't there's it? not many tours to Goodison, is there? The and you can see how happy he was waving the flags. And you, you know, know the you know, the, uh, the flags of the game. Yeah, again, again touched by Evan. You know, doing it, doing it for the uh, the family, for the kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. lovely touch. Why doesn't have a plot, uh, pro- <laughs> <laughs> a problem with the uh, with the flags? No, no. Well, yeah, get back to Steve. But yeah, get get. <laughs> Steve Owl, more like Starsky and Mo, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate, tell a story. Come on. So, anyway, we're in, we're in the main. We give that a lash for sort of a bit different. Um, mm. It's just a bit more convenient what we were doing. Yeah. We've also got the £2.50 pints of Warsteiner. Oh, the German lager. Lovely stuff, uh, Which is nice I'll stuff as well. I'm free for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we, we leave the taxi run till late because we're used to rolling off County Roads to the grounds. Well, we misjudged it because it was a Sunday, and we usually on yeah. a Saturday there's a rank day, but yeah. unfortunately it was Sunday and there. Uh, Not a taxi in sight, was there? Yeah, uh, you know, we know all the red taxi drivers go missing when they're at home, don't they? Yeah. Park around either side. Yeah. Luckily enough, and I'll say now, thank you for the Mitchells, they bought me a nice little here flask with the County Road Bobblers 1878 on it, yeah. which if you contact at Seabobblers 1878, <laughs> we'd be more than happy to sort you one as well, yeah. and it was very good. Uh, we had the dark room on the lash. So we were waiting for a bit in the taxi, that kind of sorted us out. So we had Alan Mitchell do 100 metre sprints up and down, <laughs> trying to get a black cab, got I get a private cab. Yeah, got a stitch a few times, though, didn't you? We ended yeah. up... We ended up I was in... like Delphi Dien's old Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we, we were panicking, thinking this is going to be the first game we've been late for, for about three years. We ended up in the black cab with swings off on, <laughs> on air Stanley Road. We're doing the quick corner. Yeah, took um, the corner, didn't we? And then we're heading towards the church, just just off the main road. Just right to the left. <laughs> the door flies over. Steve out. Hanging out the air, the, the black cab. The, 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 door, the door's wide open. And all he was interested in was his puffer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this is what I've imagined, but I remember him having a puff when he was hanging out the car, where he, where he said, I'm still having a bit of my puffer. I'm still, you know, he holds on to that like a life support machine at times. That um, was hilarious, though. But then we, when we got to the ground, which of the personal best did we? 100 metres. Oh, yeah. Which was off, really. Well, I, I thought, I'm not missing the game. He pulls up off County Rose. I do the... Uh, 
It's about 400 yards actually at best, but like I'm, Moses, I'm a centre half, so I've only got 10 yards in my locker, so 10, 10 yards, yards stop, 10 yards, stop, <laughs> on the line, move up, I shout out, me like. so yeah, so I'm assuming 10 well, yards. I think first. I lucky, you know. <laughs> what, what, what happened, right? What happened? Because it was the minute silence, wasn't it? So we walked up. And we still got in at the same time as which. Yeah. Well, which was puffing and panting through the minute silence. Yeah. Keeper said. Well, firstly, I've done, done my knee in trying to play fuzzy again. So I'm glad that held up. So that's, that's a starter. Mm. I'm glad the steam O's still alive. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the second Boss. part. So it's. Starsky and Moe. Starsky and Moe is still alive. Yeah. Um, it was a good laugh, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it the was. It was. The match got in the way, didn't the end, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it did, yeah. yeah. For the first hour, anyway. The first hour. <laughs> but, uh, you know, steam O's brought up some good points, to be honest with you, about um, what he sees as the issues. And I think that. When he started to speak speak about them, it, it rang true, really. And, and two of the things he wants to see is an experienced centre-forward in the interim. He's not saying, let's not keep on with Marcel Brands' policy of bringing good young players, and he, he welcomes that. But what he wants is that over the 12, 18 months, while we're doing that, is bringing in the likes of a Diego Costa, mm. a proven winner. You know, we've tried Giroud, we've tried Costa. That's what we're saying maybe with Cenk now, though, isn't it? You know, let's give him a chance. I was going to say, yeah, going back to Cenk. You know, he's there. I agree, Costa and Ibrahimovic, you know, be great signs. Obviously, they're coming to the end of the careers. But you bring them in. Yeah, you're bringing them there exactly, you know, to, to bring on the young players, aren't you? But well, I, think think that, you? I think it all comes down to the system. Yeah, yeah. You need two men up front, certainly at home, and at least 95% of your home games, right? We shouldn't be playing one man up front in Sheffield United. No. We should be playing one man, even we, we played into the hands there, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, you look at the league table now, both before the next game here, and we're like, uh, you know, we're fourth and bottom, aren't we? You know, and you look at the teams that we've played, and, you know, we're not being big heads, but historically, we beat these teams, Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Brighton, Jordan with Palace, you know, the bad results, really. You know, we, we were saying before the season, you know, we weren't, because, we, you know, we watched us, and we were as confident as the so-called experts, pundits, saying we weren't being in the top six. We could still do it. We're only five points off sixth place. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, at this stage, yeah, two point, uh, two wins, and you, you, you fly. You just need to agree. Yeah, I mean, I think we went on to be Brighton if it hadn't been for that ridiculous decision. Yeah, yeah. we were robbed on Sunday. You know, yeah. and, you know, you you playing. What was the result last season? Six two, was it? You think you said didn't you? Six two, was, yeah. I think. But, um, do you think Tottenham were very peaceful? I think Tottenham got problems. I do. I mean, you know, let's be honest. When you were in the uh, non- the non Champions League final last year. How can they be in a Champions League when they haven't won the league since 1961? I know, but... 60, 61? I mean, their players were a disgrace. You, I, was, I was of interest, hey. but do you reckon the problems are with? I, I think the problems with Christian Eriksen's bad, to be honest. Because, <laughs> you know, she's a bit of a slag. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, this is breaking news for me. There's definitely something going on behind the scenes there because they don't look at a happy team, happy club, but she's got a lot to answer for. Well, do you know... <laughs> <laughs> These have lost me. Uh, I don't go on social media, I haven't got a clue. But that will answer you from like Sheffield United were actually more attacking than them. Because yeah. at least Sheffield United beat, beat us too. Really. They had a shot. You could argue Harry Kane was out, but yeah. I think. Um, yeah, obviously. I, yeah, I yeah. said to you through the game, which I, I said, These are here for the taking today. Yeah.
so fancy my knowledge. So, yeah. right, so so we moving forwards anyway. I, I, what I want to say is, um, is uh, and, Andy Inchcliffe, oh. <laughs> we're talking about pundits. <laughs> Another pundit. And basically, basically, he's not got a good word to say about us, no, has he? Just to prove we're not biased and we're picking on certain close pundits. Everton have got some bad pundits. Andy Inchcliffe, he's only mentioned that Everton's history because of Duncan Ferguson's fault. Like, because he used to get onto his over the course, <laughs> bit harsh, you know, what I'm saying at the time. But he was, what a defender he is now. He's a completely different defender than was playing for Everton. Yeah. You mm. know, we, oh, we remember him for his big fat ass, innit? Yeah. Really, like, <laughs> Andy Inchcliffe's big undies. Big undies. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> um, but he, he, he is so full of himself, that man. He, you listen to him, he's played every single position. Yeah. 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 His advice to goalkeepers. He never has a good word to say about us, does he? No. You know, no. we've been crying out for having an Everton journalist in the media. Mm-hmm. We get Andy Inchcliffe and fella can't say good words about us. You no. know what I mean? It's like, it, it drives you insane at times, isn't it? It's like... Mm-hmm. And with that kid, he should be on radio, shouldn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> then you've, you've got like Sir Leon Osman, who for me was one of the big players for Everton over, over the Moise years. Yeah, um, yeah, Get them involved more. So, you know... Leave Andy Inchcliffe shopping around Summers for his for his bundies, and get like the likes of Tim Cale and um, and Leon Osman involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they speak better sense. Do you know what I mean? But they make their arguments. They've got they've got a bit of credence to them. Yeah, plus we're better players. Far superior to him, um, Tim Cale. I mean, I wish he was playing. Osman, two cracking cracking players. We still playing now. I wish they were. Yeah, and you do actually like listen to them. And they're fair. And you hope to be fair, you know. Kilban, we were talking about Everton pundits. Zinazine Kilban, yeah. you know, I think he's very a good pundit, and I think he's honestly Keon's not. Keon now, well, he's another one who wasn't really an Everton player. Like you know, you don't really consider him as an Everton player, do you? Mm. Um, he was a yo-yo man, but was at Arsenal and Villa. Mm. He went to play for them a couple of times. Um, but yeah. there's worse. You know, we're only saying Inchcliffe because he's an ex blue, right? Yeah. But there is worse than him. Because we were chatting about him yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about him. You know, we've got our story, which we'll tell this one day. You you keep dangling this one. You're going to have to tell them at some Uh, point, you know. Right. (laughs) When we hit the one million mark, that's that's when I was going to do it. When when you're on Strictly Come Dancing. (laughs) Dancing with, yeah. With Oti. With Oti. We're on the old uh, ta- time limit here, so what we're going to do is we're going to finish this one off and what we're, we're going to talk about Southampton as well. Mm. I think it's an interesting topic. I think we're short in certain positions, so we'll, we'll, we'll pu- publish this one and we'll also put out a bit of a preview as well. I know Mikey's going to do another preview as well. Yeah. But we'll put a bit of a preview um, for what we expect yes. after the start of yeah. next week. Um, the red wine's flowing, as it always is with the bobblers. <laughs> There's no, the record is, what was it, six bottles that lead to the Southern Comfort. That, that's our record. And that was from Dolan. Yeah, that was from We got to a decent start here. I think we're on a third bottle. But <laughs> honestly... The amount of messages we've got after a lot of years, um, mm. a lot of support, Joey Foss, Joey Sposs, <laughs> Johnny Sposs, Johnny Sposs, um, you know, um, Graham Davies, <laughs> you know, we always massively supported of us. Yeah. Um, we can only just thank you enough. Um, we love the fan base. It's it's a family. We are a family. Um, all we're doing is trying to spread the, the good messages and spread your voices. Um, so just 
we're out for now, but uh, we will be back in shortly. Hope you've enjoyed it. Out, out with the bubble cast then. Um. <laughs>